Dr. Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our spotlight is on unity. It's on civics. We are two weeks away from midterm 2022. And civics is vital. My guest is the legendary Bev Smith. Brought up in the civil rights movement, she was one of the first news anchors on television. First women of color in that position. And she has a lot to say. If you build your community and gain unity, you can grow. You can then build businesses and economics for that community to prosper. We talk about the importance of this and the vote, people working together, people reaching out to new people, and humanity. We talk about the difference between equality, integration, the difference between the two. We also talk about the common good in man, woman. Women made a major difference a couple of years ago in the elections, and we can do it again. But we have to have that unity. We have to have that commitment, not just during an election, but the years and months and days in between. This awesome interview and well-needed advice is coming at you, me and Bev, right now. Well, the voices I'm looking to are what we're at right now, where we're at. We saw Georgia swing uh, to get two elected senators. And we saw Stacey Abrams and that machine do some great things. I'm looking at 2022 and 2024, you know. I'm looking at that and how... Black women really <laughs> came out and, and really uh, shine. Yeah. Well, the first thing that has to be understood is that we have to understand this, that it ain't over. Because in Georgia, even as we speak, there's a campaign to discredit Stacey right. from everything that she does. There's a smear campaign. Look at what they did to Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. about the emails. And to this day, even though the courts have said there were there were no things wrong, she committed no crime, there are still people who believe that. Right. We we have to look, or well, we used to say like in the 60s, where's your head at, okay? Mm-hmm. We have to say, what, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Why are you saying those things in public? Why are you acting that way? Why aren't you looking out for people in your community? Why aren't we kind to each other? Why why aren't we doing it on a regular basis? Well, because sometimes I think everyone is waiting to start. I have to share a story um, on Wednesdays. I've joined a prayer line on, uh, just like you're doing now. And it's for 
the church that has a minister by the name of Reverend Joe Williams, who was one of the Dixie Hummingbirds, the second group of sons of the Dixie Hummingbirds, and he was an activist and is still in Philadelphia and a very good friend of mine. And he gave my number to a young man, a man, well, he's going to be 82 years old. I told him he's still young. And I never talked, talked to him before. And I would have said, how did you get the number? What did you want? And so forth. I started talking to him. We talked for a half an hour. We laughed. We joked. People, Africans in America, we used to laugh a lot. Do you, do you see us laughing? No. I'm not talking about what you see when you they take the camera and they, you know, sweep it over the audience and you see us just patting our hands because I'm talking about falling out laughing like no. we used to do. Do you see us laughing? Mm-mm. No, I don't. Not no. a genuine hearty laugh, no. No, no music that makes you feel good. In the in the seventies and the eighties and in the nineties, you could roll through communities that were predominantly black, and you could hear music everywhere. There was music everywhere, especially in the summertime. Music, and what was on was the music of the sixties and the seventies, not so much the music of the nineties. They were playing Marvin Gaye and James Brown. And the eyes of the brothers. And they were playing funkadelics and they were playing rap when rap first started. And they were really getting involved. I would love to hear music coming out of our communities as we sat on the porch and waved to our neighbors across the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun, and fun that's needed, especially now with what we're going through with so much isolation. But it doesn't have to be isolation because we have more now than we ever had before. The question is, are we willing to make the commitment? Okay, Aunt Susie lives by herself. And Aunt Susie lives on the third floor. I wonder if Aunt Susie has any water or any bread or any eggs or any milk. Let me, extending oneself, go over to Aunt Susie's, do unto others, and see what she needs as you would they do unto you. Simple. Simple. Watch us grow. Watch us grow. Watch us become even stronger than we are now. Look at us, we're brilliant. We have we have a black woman cell still living. This is blowing my mind. She's dead in form and body, but her cell lives on and is pumping out information. They're using it now to study about the COVID virus. A black woman. Wonder what's in that cell. Wonder what's in your cell, black woman. Wonder what's in your cell. Wonder what you're pumping out that could save your children 
and make your community better. And the rules we had were different, and you know it and I know it, because we used to say, and I mean no offense, but we used to say, if something happened, like if somebody went up in a tower and killed a bunch of students that were walking across the college campus, as was done, if someone did that. Wasn't that in Texas? No, that was in Ohio. No, see, you're going to have me thinking now, forgot, that quick. It was in Texas. It was in Texas. I just looked it up. He went up in the tower Mm -hmm. and aimed a gun, a rifle, Mm -hmm. and shot up a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yet black people are called violent. They stormed the Capitol. They beat police officers. White people are supposed to love the police. And when we talk about a police officer taking his knee and choking a black man to death who keeps saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Do unto others. So I think I think that we have a lot to look at mm-hmm. and not in terms of division. It doesn't matter whether you're you're Presbyterian or Methodist or Baptist or Holy Roller. If you believe in God and if you believe in his son Jesus Christ and I'm I'm just saying how I feel about this mm-hmm. then you will change because something is getting ready to happen and everybody who can see without scales on their eyes knows it is but black people were going to suffer they're after us they're on capitol hill discussing right now whether we're going to have the right to vote as guaranteed in the constitution and then amended to it's interesting we're talking about the right to vote, but before I get to that topic, you're mentioning the shooting. University of Texas shooter happened in uh, 1966. He was a Marine, uh, Charles Whitman, and that happened at the University of Texas in Austin, Texas, where he went up in that, t- that tower. Look, look up in uh, Ohio, too. And in oh, the Ohio State, uh, where they called them the National Guard? Yeah, in 1972? The Kent, Kent, Kent State. 19, yeah, in Kent 72. State. Yeah. yeah, Kent State. But, but the point that I'm making is that African Americans believe what we're told about ourselves, that we're violent. No, right. we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. If we were violent people while we were suckling as slaves... Other people's children at our breast, we would have killed them. We cooked their food. We, some of us were slaves that did nothing but warm their bed so that when they got in the bed, it wouldn't be cold sheets and they called us lazy. So we have to begin to think about who we are as people and what we've done. If, if you have that phone, Go to Google and ask Google, what are some of the inventions that black people made that are still being used today? It'll blow your mind, won't it, Sabrina? 
It won't. People have forgotten about Louis Latimer and uh, and many many others. You know, we, you know, even really obvious ones. <laughs> but see, we don't know, and, and, and no one is telling us. In the seventies, McDonald's put out a series of comic books. You can't even find them now, but they put them in their stores, and they were about black inventions. And they were black inventions in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like the corn husk, we invented that. And, mm-hmm. and of also course, the IBM computer by Otis Boykin. The refrigerator, mm-hmm. the cooling unit. I mean, it goes on and on. The guitar, we were involved with that. Uh, it's just, it's just interesting that we don't tell our stories. Which is different than when I grew up, because you you knew about everyone that was on your street, who went to school, who got married, who got into trouble and had to go away. That's the way we used to say it then. Mm-hmm. Now, family day is one of the biggest days at prison. That's unforgivable. It is. That's unforgivable. We have lost many of our icons. John Lewis went home, as well as Lowry and C.T. Vivian. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You know, we've lost a lot of people in the struggle. We just lost Vernon Jordan yesterday. And uh, it's time to reflect because they grew up in a time uh, like you. Um, and, wow, do you see us outside of... Maybe Stacey Abrams with new leadership like that. People who are willing to go to jail, um, put their lives on the line to advance. But they can't stop because it's not over. See, what happens is we vote and, and we get Obama in office and we think, okay, we got a black president now. Hey, cool. And we're all excited, but we don't understand the work that's being done. Because the worker bees are the one. The queen just sits there. The worker bees are the ones that get the honey made. The worker bees. Mm -hmm. And so we have to ask, where are the worker bees? Because we ought to know what's going down. We ought to have people who go to city council meetings. We used to. We ought to have people who go to school board meetings. We used to. Right. We ought to have people who go down to legislators' offices. We used to. And then we'd give reports. Churches gave reports. Churches were like the newspapers. You get it. And then there were the newspapers, like the Pittsburgh Courier, decorated Black newspaper doing the war, Jet Magazine. Where are they now? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me all these basketball players and all these football players with money can't put together and put on an, a, a network where people can have decent conversations, learn about each other, talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and have advertisers because if they don't come, we don't buy. It's sure. just that simple. It's just that simple. But are we committed to do that? I I don't know, Sabrina. 
Well, we haven't taught the majority of us how important it is that we control our own narrative before somebody else does. It is the history of who we are as a people. We have we have talked until we're blue in the face. We we've written letters and proposed bills. I mean, it was a black man who convinced Richard Nixon to sign the affirmative action bill, mm-hmm. and white folks got upset and still are, even though they tried to use it by fronting a black man in the business, paying him, and they get a hold of that government money. It's unbelievable. Evil. So we have to begin right now to make up our minds. Do we want to survive? And do we want to be what God wants us to be? We have to decide that. Right. And once we decide that, then we have to do something about it. And you don't have to get in a paper with it. If you know about five or six girlfriends, if you know some guys who are always hanging out with you and your girlfriend, get on the telephone, get a conference line, and start talking. Start talking to each other. Start talking about what can be done. It can be done. It can be done. And we have a stake in this country, every inch of it. We shouldn't be so easily to let it go. What about the quality of what is being printed? I got a hold of an old jet magazine, and I got to see... Stuff on technology, stuff on medicine, things on electrical engineering, people who are graduating at the top of their class. I got to see so much of a variety in a small uh, magazine. Uh, It gave a good overview of different things going on, uh, black builders and, and, uh, you know, tailors and just, it was great. But you don't see that variety in one publication like a Jetter and Ebony anymore. Or or in um, newspapers that uh, used to be in communities like in New York, newspapers mm-hmm. in New York, newspapers in Chicago that were black, the Defender, a lot, lots of things. But the question is, we quit buying them. See, it, it, it always comes back to what have you done for you lately? Well, you got your hair done, your nails done, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what have you done for your children lately, your community lately? Where's your responsibility? And what happens is we go to the polls, we vote, and then we go home. Get your behind up. It ain't over. It has only begun. We have the audacity to get a black man for president with one of the highest IQs in the country. And he had a wife who the new president's wife copied with the speech. And the president got mad when they said, well, that was Mrs. Obama's speech. And Mr. Trump said, well, if they like Mrs. Obama giving it, why wouldn't they like my wife giving it? And that's what our leadership is. So we need to have leadership in where are the HRAP Browns? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where's the and standard? that is the truth. Where are the, they? The standard. Yeah. Where are and, they? 
and that's where another question in this in this segment I wanted to talk about um standards. It's always um uh projected on us whatever um social media and or let's say reality show. The standard. Why don't we set a better standard? Why are we just falling for anything just to be on camera? Well, you know, it's so funny you talk about that. My brother, my younger brother, won an award, and he performed it on the Queen Elizabeth before it docked forever and a day, about the um, about the people who chuck and jive. I'm looking for some nice words, okay? Because that's what we see happening now. This is all shucking and jiving. But there are some people who are beginning to speak up. Okay, here's what we have to do as people. Let's take your community and let's hypothetically make it a community that has maybe 60% black. There are Hispanics and there are whites, a few Asians and a few Indians, as in from the country of India. And so... All of these people are in your community. What we used to do is knock on the door and say on Thursday, we're going to be at Sabrina's house. Everybody's bringing a plate. And we're going to talk about what they're not doing on our street, like when they don't move the snow and when they don't pick up the garbage and when they don't sweep clean our streets and the taxpayers' dollars pay for other streets to get done, why not ours? And that is what you need to do. You need to stand up. You need to be counted. You need to get involved. That's where you live. That's where you live. My soon-to-be 100-year-old mother, one year, I'll never forget it. She knocked on everyone's door in our community and on our street. And we handed brooms. At, at that time, dollar stores had just started, and we went there and we got brooms, and we handed brooms, and we said to every neighbor on either side of the street, all the way down to the bottom, on New Year's Eve, please come out of your house and sweep outside your door, and sweep the street in front of your house, so that we do not go into a new year, living in our own filth because all of that stuff that's on the street is what we put there. The cans we drop, the cigarette butts we drop, all of it. The things we throw out, the paper, the candy wrappers, all of it. And so they did it, they did it, they did it. And they took such pride in it and everybody fixed the plate. And it was another reason for all of us to get together for the new year. And my mother had us form a circle on the street and pray. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing we don't do. We used to pray together. We used to not leave our friend's house mm-hmm. without our parents praying. And my mother still does it. And it's going on a hundred. And blind. If you come in and, and, and she recognizes you and 
we tell her and everything, and she is a brilliant mind. She'll say, well, baby, let me put my hands on you, and let me pray for you when you leave, that no harm comes to you. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We need to do. And if we're around some older people, we need to ask some questions. Like we did my mother when she turned 99. Ma, in Danville, Virginia, did you ever see the Klan? I had heard the story before. But the grandchildren and some of the other children wanted to hear it again. And my mother said, yes. We had to hide from them under the bed, under the plaques that were loosened under the bed. That's what we did. And my grandmother would sit on the bed, my mother's grandmother, which would be my great-grandmother in Danville, Virginia. The Klan. The Klan. They lived with that. The Klan could come by any day. And now, not only do you have to worry about Groups like the Proud Boys and everything jealous because you may have a new car in front of your house. You have to worry about black boys that have no sense of protecting their communities as lawyers. And where are the brothers that were in prison? Why aren't they out on the streets talking to these young boys? Telling Why them what the, the real deal is. Why aren't the leaders doing more of that also? Well, who are the leaders? Elected and or uh, state and local. Why aren't they doing more of that? But wait a minute. Where are the leaders? The, why aren't the fathers doing yeah, that? Yeah, but we're the leaders. We're the leaders. We are the leaders. This is the thing that is so real. We are the leaders. It starts at home. It starts at home when you don't call your child stupid and dumb or you're, you're never going to be anything. How do you know? How dare you say that? That's right. How dare you say that? You should be saying you, you could be anything you want to be. If blind people can paint. If a monkey can paint. If an elephant can paint. Right. We ought to be able to do much, much more as we are made in his image. And can you imagine? I'm back to that cell again. That cell is alive. That woman is still alive. Her body's gone. But she is living on. I think that, I, I, I think that some of the study of her cell should be done at historically black colleges and hospitals like Howard. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's that. That's a good idea. That's because, a really good idea. Because they're not using her for us. They're using her for them, as they have always done with us. But why do you think that we have not used things to our advantage when we have had them? Why do you think that we are willing to say... Let um, communities go only to complain when they're taken over by someone else and improved. Well, part of the problem is that we think, we think, we thought. I was combining the two words together. I don't know what their first word was, but we (laughs) think. (laughs) And 
than we thought. And we are thinking still that white ice is colder, even though we made the mechanism that makes it cold. So we have to take responsibility for what has happened to us. Our schools are bad because we don't get involved. When black people got involved, you know as well as I do, we stood out there and white women with curlers in their hair and a bathrobe on would come up to us calling us the N-word and the B-word that is a pregnant dog to it, talking about we don't want you to have an education. We don't want to go to school with black monkeys. Whoa. Who asked them that? So if we're looking for leaders, the leaders are us. We the people, in order to make a more perfect union, in order to make a more perfect black community, in order to make a more perfect group of people, in order to form businesses together. We used to have cab companies and bus companies and hotels once upon a time when we were colored. We don't have that now. Well, Clifton Talbert was just on my show a few weeks ago. The, the the author of that book. Yeah. And movie. <laughs> yeah. But the thing of it is, is, are we reading it and are we talking about it? Or... If you want another street light on that door, knock on the door. Say, my name is Beverly, and I live four doors down from you. And I'm so sorry that I never came here to talk to you. But we have no lights on this street. And if you're coming home late like I am, you're concerned about that. Would you come to my house for a meeting? Please come. Everyone's bringing something, but you don't have to bring anything. Now, I've opened up the door. I've invited them in. I have a purpose and a meeting for it. And let's get ready. Let's get busy. It's in, our, it's in our blood to change our lives. It's been done before. It can be done again. We should never have stopped. We wanted equality, not integration. We had integration. And explain that to some people. You know, there's, there's been that argument. Equality, I get. But some people aren't going to understand integration, equality. Explain that. Well, Integration just means uh, just a pot of stew. You throw everything in it. That's what integration is. And what the argument was after we were given integration, because the language before, and you can talk to Andy Young and others about that, was we want equality. We want to be treated equal. If I'm standing next to you, and I am working in the construction industry, and I am pouring bricks, and you are pouring bricks, why are you making $20 more than I am when we both are pouring bricks? If I'm in that furnace, that steel mill, and there still are some, we haven't given the store completely away, and I'm doing that work inside that steel mill or wherever, and you're doing it, we should get the same thing. There's nothing hard about that. There's nothing hard about treating a man fairly. 
so we 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 have to we have to look at who we are as a people, and we must call people out. Like I call all these athletes, I call it. Like, I mean, I want to know what are you doing. Let us know, because if you let us know, we have hope. We see some people are doing something, and, and anything can be done. Anything can be done. You know the story. It's in the Bible about the woman who came and all she had to give. Was a penny? I think it was a penny. Mm -hmm. All she had to give. She gave her all. And look what God did for her. If we give our community our all, which is what our ancestors did. Our ancestors did this. You you know what people are suffering in, in the community. Get some clothes in the closet. Open up, up your church and let people get some clothes. So there are things that we can be doing ourselves to help us along the way. Instead of looking at each other and fighting each other with our long nails and our long weaves and stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> you, you look beautiful. I'm not knocking that. We've always added color. Cleopatra was a black woman. We always put feathers in our hair and dyed and all that other kind of stuff. But when that becomes more important than the human soul and spirit, something is wrong. And that's why I'm glad I had you on the show because, you know, it's like, what's going on with the souls of us? What's going on now in this, um, you know, yeah, we are in a pandemic. Yes, we are moving forward, but it's like we're divided in some ways, and we're willing to just um, go for a lot of symbolisms rather than uh, going farther than just the symbolisms. Well, back to the women again. Comes the symbolism. Look at us. We're on TV. We're calling each other pregnant dogs. The B word, that's what a, mm-hmm. a pregnant dog is. We're talking to each other about, you talk to me and you rolled your eyes at me. This, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We have stuff to do. But this is all for 30 pieces of silver. People are getting paid for this. Now, I'm not... Right. I'm not right. suggesting that you shouldn't get paid. I hope you do. As Lord knows, those of us who talk like me, we don't get paid. So I'm hoping that you do get paid. But I'm hoping that you do something. Because there is a lot to be done. You don't need anyone to come in and tell you what needs to be done in your community. Just get with the people that's in your community. Say hello. And they're probably going to go in shock. Have you ever, Sabrina, spoken to someone and for a minute that person was in shock and couldn't quite get it together? Mm. Do I know her? Why is she speaking to me? Mm-hmm. That's where we are now. Because I'm acknowledging that you are here on earth and you are in my pathway. Hello. How are you? Remember when we used to say, hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, sister, how you doing? 
now it's be this and be that. Something's wrong. And then are there really true communities at the poverty level? When I say true communities, people who have that tight bond, who know the lady up the street, who know the 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 guy who's the widower, um, that you know, do they know the people? I mean, they're very transient neighborhoods now. People don't stay in one place. Well, you're right about that. People don't stay in one place. You're absolutely right about that. And you're absolutely right about not knowing. People don't know what is going on. We don't. We don't. We don't talk to each other. And that's where it's got to start. And that's where it's got to start. I mean, I I can't think of anything else. I have to keep going back to that. Mm-hmm. The only way that I can imagine and dream that I can be something is if I see it in front of me. If I see someone else looking like me, coming from my background, and we come from many, many backgrounds. Many, many backgrounds. Many, many economic levels. We always have. And unfortunately, we have a past where we had colored distinctions. We took what we learned from the white man and we brought it back to our community and it further divided. All that has to stop. You know, all that has to stop. It's just crazy. It has to stop. So we have to let it begin with me, oh Lord. Let it begin with me. That's that's what we have to do. You see, you and I have been having a conversation. That is what we need. Conversations. If you sat next to somebody and rode the bus to work and you rode it five days a week and you got on the same bus every day to all the same people and you started sitting down to the next person, you can have a conversation with that person. How are you today? You know, I see you every day. My name is so-and-so. What is wrong with that? Well, we need it, to it, everyone. you should want to connect, at least be cordial to say hello and, and, you know, but many people don't want to do that. And then we have cliques and clubs and, you know, these things are more important than the connection. What sorority or what church or I only deal with the people who are over here. and um, It further divides us. Well, that's because, first of all, that's how we were, were, were separated, I mean, from slavery. So we brought that over. And even when we came here and we worked on the plantations and, North Carolina and South Carolina and then those plantation owners took us over to Nassau and to the islands where we had bigger plantations. Uh, I worked with a lot of people including Danny Glover, we were, Minister Louis Farrakhan, Dick Gregory, others to save some slave quarters that were in the Bahamas. There are things to do. There are things to do. I keep getting back to that. And so what we have to do is we have to, and those questions that you ask are good ones, but the answer is always the same. What are you doing? Well, I don't know, you know, I don't know anybody. Well, duh. 
Whose fault is that? Get to know someone. How can you walk past me with your dog on a leash, look me in the face, and not say hello? What's what's wrong with you? Hey, I've seen that. I mean, you have to be in the right fraternity or sorority or social clique or go to the AME church over on a, a couple, you know, blocks away or um, it, it it's it's interesting. <laughs> well, more than interesting, it's challenging because we don't have the voices that we had before. You see, all along. We had voices talking, Daddy Grace. We had voices talking all along, Elijah Muhammad. We had voices talking all along. Before that, there were people that spoke out. Sammy Davis Jr. spoke out. They challenged him. They got mad at him when he was in the White House with Nixon. And he grabbed him and he embraced him, and they wanted to take away all the work that he did and call him a traitor. Ridiculous. Aren't they doing that with Cosby? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what hurt me is the Cosby's were one of the few acting couples that gave money to historically black universities. They raised millions of dollars. And the minute this happened, and, and, and you know, if you're a woman and you're having an affair with a married man, first keep your mouth shut. Secondly, if the man gives you a house and gives your mama money and you money and everything, don't you, don't, don't you have any pride? Keep your mouth shut. First of all, you don't have any business going with them anyway. But if you do, you and God have to settle that. And you'll change. Since God gets old of you, you'll change. But see, we don't have people in the community talking about stuff like that anymore. One thing that I wanted to say, well, briefly, uh, one of the comedians, it was Sinbad, he was saying, okay, strip him of all the awards. Strip it, take his name off buildings and and all these things, but also give back those millions. And give back those opportunities. Let me tell you what Bill Cosby did for me. I started my own talk show, and I came on late at night, and I became national through the American Urban Radio Network. And I was on from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. And because there had been a lot of people who wanted that spot, wanted that job, the company did not do a very big promotional campaign. And so we literally had to start from zero. Hi, I hope you remember me. Our voices on BET, to the contrary, on PBS, and so forth and so on. All the time, resume. And the reason for that, I believe, is maybe the reason why we aren't together right now. And that is because you know you're going to have to fight the white man. But Sabrina, it hurts when you have to fight your own. You've been listening to part two of my interview with Beth Smith. Building Abundant Success with Sabrina Marie, copyright October 26, 2022.